U.S. stocks rallied yesterday on hope that the U.S. could finally reach a deal on its debt ceiling. Then earnings from the U.S. retail giants hinted at some weakness this week when they released earnings. But an army of Federal Reserve officials spoke this week and none of them said that the Federal Reserve would cut the interest rates later this year. So if you listen to them, there is more chance that we will see further rate hikes in the U.S. this year than a rate cut. So welcome. This is Swiss Code's daily market talk. So most European markets were closed and quiet yesterday due to a bank holiday, but the debt ceiling discussions in the US just continued at their full speed, of course, and they actually led to some further optimism, some further hope about a potential deal that could be reached by next week in the US, said the House Speaker, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. And well, earlier this week, US President Joe Biden also insisted on the fact that the only ongoing discussions about the U.S. debt ceiling right now are not about whether the U.S. will pay its bills, which it will, he said, but it's rather about the future budget and future spending in the U.S. In plain English, that simply means that we will likely see a deal sealed before the June 1st deadline for avoiding a potential government default on its payments. Now that we know. What will matter, however, is what concessions will Joe Biden make on spending to get out of this dark place? Because the U.S. interest rate payments are now going up and they're going Going up by exponentially. The rising interest rates in the US means that this trend of exponential growth in interest payments is not going to change. What should really change, however, is the US spending and the speed of that spending. It should slow down absolutely to allow the US to have a more reasonable and a more sustainable debt growth trend. And that unfortunately means less government spending for Biden and an eventual hit on the US economic growth. Now, in theory, that's good for easing inflation and the Federal Reserve expectations, but for equities, it's actually a double-edged sword because economic slowdown is obviously bad for business and for revenues, but lower yields due to the softer Federal Reserve policy actually does support valuations. And we saw that the U-turn in yields trajectory due to the bank stress back in March in the US helped boosting the stock valuations than the contrary. And even though we see that the higher US Skills don't necessarily hammer the stock valuations these days, and that's obviously because of that uh, debt ceiling shenanigans. Well, that's certainly because one, uh, the yields remain at significantly lower levels compared to what we had pre-bank stress levels back in March, and two, as I say, they will certainly ease once the debt ceiling saga in the US is out of the way because well the market actually insists on thinking that the Federal Reserve will slow down its tightening policy soon and even cut the interest rates moving forward this year. The odds for a 25 basis point hike in June for the Federal Reserve jumped past 30% this week. But again, 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 the pricing is certainly influenced and distorted by the debt ceiling debate and it should be taken with a pinch of salt before that debt ceiling mountain gets out of investors' view which will probably continue on thinking that the Fed will simply cut the rates. Now, this week, the U.S. retail giants announced earnings to help investors and market participants get a better sense on 
where the US consumer spending winds are blowing lately. Because remember, the latest GDP data had revealed a surprisingly resilient consumer spending, which makes up around two thirds of the US economy and the US economic growth. And well, retailer results this week somehow challenged that strength that we saw at the latest GDP data because Home Depot sales fell and the company forecast was lowered. Target barely saw its sales grow last quarter, so in the first quarter of this year, but the store traffic was actually up and the gross profits from Target improved and that's, well, thanks to lower transport costs due to the uh, lower energy prices and lower inventories as well that would end up with, uh, you know, large discounts, so that's not happening. That's good news. But Target sales trajectory in the first quarter hinted that spending took a hit in March and in April after the bank stress. And the retail giant also warned that next quarter could be a slow one. Then came Walmart. Well, Walmart did better than expected. Raises 2024 forecast, yes, but that's because higher income folks just came to Walmart to buy low price items. So the Walmart's share price is just 10 US dollars off its all-time high levels reached in April 2022, but the fact that Walmart does this well is actually a sign that consumers may not necessarily doing well themselves after all. So we will see how and by how much this uh, softening in US spending will be reflected in the future data. For now, consumer spending seems to be somehow easing and the US jobless claims are actually moving higher. The continuing claims in the US for unemployment insurance are now up by around 40% since last September dip. Although we are far from alarming levels so that's kind of good news there are some flags some red flags that strength on both ends both on consumer spending and US jobs data are finally giving in now interestingly this week a lot a lot an army of Fed officials talked about how they saw the future of the Federal Reserve policy moving forward and believe me none but none of them said that the Federal Reserve should cut the interest rates this year and well it's actually quite normal because if the Federal Reserve even gave the slightest hint of an infinitely tiny possibility of an interest rate hike in the US this year, we all know that the markets would go absolutely crazy dovish about it and well, the financial conditions would loosen as a result of it and prevent the Federal Reserve from carrying on this battle against inflation to one day bring inflation in the US back to the 2% policy target. So no, Fed officials didn't hint at anything like a rate cut in their speech this week. However, the interest rate futures priced in more than 40% chance of a 50 basis point cut before this year ends, while the odds for a higher rate cut stands at around 34%, which is obviously non-neglectable at all. So I'm asking you, one, do you think that the Federal Reserve will cut the interest rates this year? And do you think that the official's denial is just a bluff? And two, why do you think that there is such a big disconnect between what the Federal Reserve says it will do and what the markets think what the Federal Reserve will do? Now, earlier this week, 
Chicago Fed's Chief Goolsby actually tried to explain why on earth the markets don't want to listen to the Federal Reserve when it comes to its plans to keep the interest rates at the current restrictive levels until they see inflation moving back towards the 2% policy target. Uh, Goolsby actually said that the financial markets are more pessimistic about the economic outlook in the US than the Fed officials are. He said the markets think that a downturn that is perhaps triggered by well, a spreading banking crisis or a potential debt default in the US or something else entirely could actually force the interest rate cuts from the Fed in the US this year, even if inflation remains above target, which actually is perfectly true. Then Atlanta Fed President Bostic, on the other hand, said that, well, the markets have this rosier projection than the Federal Reserve of how quickly inflation in the US will recede, a view that he says that he and other Fed officials don't agree with. So it means that markets pessimism regarding the US economic outlook and the belief that inflation in the US could return to the 2% policy target faster than what the Federal Reserve officials think could be that two factors that could actually explain why there is such a big disconnect between what the Federal Reserve says it will do and what the markets think the Federal Reserve will do. Well, at the end of the day, you know what? Time will show who between the Federal Reserve and investors is right. Although we obviously all know that the Federal Reserve needs investors' support to well, get things right on the policy end. Now, the Fed has obviously a history of rapidly going back to cutting the interest rates after a peak rate is actually reached. So let's see if this time it will be different or it won't be different. And actually, for those who can't get enough of the Fed talk, the Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the ex-Fed Chair Ben Bernanke will be speaking in the US this afternoon, but I will leave it here for this week because I think it's enough Fed talk for every one of us. I'm Ipegos Kardeshpe and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week. And until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.